So your values don't come from God? Of course they do, yeah. Which ones come from God? My love for life, my love for humans, no matter what journey label they are, patience, kindness, all of those things. You have patience? Oh, yeah. You do. You I do. feel like I'm patient in this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to The Father State. I am Jesse Peterson. The Father State is now on Patreon. So click the Patreon description to support our work. And I appreciate it. Very mama mia, hola, Delicious guest today. Amazing guest. I have with me Fatima Kojima. You got it. <laughs> what the? <laughs> Good job. She is a YouTuber and an intimate and sex love coach. I like to hear that. Spicy. Intimate. Intimate. Sex love coach. Yeah. So you are an intimate and self love coach. Yes. What is a intimate? What is that exactly? So I'm an intimacy and self love coach and pretty much I help people discover how to thrive in their life and sex life. I feel the two go together and a lot of times we try to put more focus on one than the other. And with intimacy coaching, I help people sort through their blockages, such as if they're having sexual blockages, like for men, premature ejaculation, performance anxiety, <laughs> delayed ejaculation. There's a lot of things. And for women, if women have problems with getting wet and keeping their arousal or self-love and getting over shame, all of that kind of so stuff. So you help with that kind of stuff. Amazing. Thanks. So if a woman... Forgive us, Ida, but this is life. If a woman came to you and said, I have a problem with staying wet, as you said, what would you tell them to do? Well, there's certain types of techniques. And the main thing that I've, from personal discovery, is you have to go into self-pleasure. A lot of times, if there's a disconnect with self-love, self-pleasure, it's going to manifest into having intimacy with a partner. So it's discovering the fun of self-pleasure, incorporating sex toys, not being afraid to use lubricants, using the right kind of lubricants, and my favorite part, breath work. Going into the breath, going into the body, knowing how to control the breath is what will allow you to open up and relax those pelvic muscles. <laughs> mm. <What the> <laughs> and what is self-love? You're a self-love coach. What is self-love? So clients will come to me mainly wanting to improve their self-love, how they view their self-worth, how they um, just detach from the shame, the stress that society, maybe childhood traumas, and to go into deriving that confident energy instead of thinking, I can't do this or I'm not capable, knowing I will do this, I'm powerful, I have the potential. Really believing in yourself and me helping to uh, just shift that narrative in your mind from the negative to the confidence and the positive. That's amazing. I love it. And so, <laughs> so when, when a man is having sex with a woman, does he think about or care at all if she's wet or not? Oh, yeah. I think absolutely. Because I feel like, you know, part of the arousal for men is seeing and feeling that she is having this experience. If, if you're not getting wet, that means that there is some kind of disconnect with your own body and oftentimes with your partner because 
Usually if there's no wetness, there's pain. And your partner doesn't want you to feel pain. He wants you to feel that same pleasure that he's feeling and wanting to give you. But men want women to feel pain when they're doing that. N they no. make them feel like they're doing something. Maybe kinky BDSM. But <laughs> I feel like all men want that nice lubricant fluidity coming from their woman. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. It feels better. Oh, it I'm does? sure. I mean, I don't have a penis, but I'm sure it feels better <laughs> if it's slippery. <laughs> all right. Um, that's amazing. Mm. When I was into that, I never thought about that, nor did I care about that. Why? Because in my days, men didn't care about that kind of stuff. And women didn't care about it as well as I know. Mm -hmm. I think it's because now more people are wanting to have conscious-minded sex. Even with oh. men, I help men to have more mindful masturbation practices. I will create audios for men to mindfully go into self-pleasuring themselves. And I feel like in this new era we are all in, people are wanting that more like ceremonious, sacred intimacy with themselves or with a partner. And give me an example how you help a man to get into that mindset. Mm -hmm. So that again is getting out of just, for example, if you are addicted to pornography. So let's move away from the visualization. Let's go more into the feelings of the body, even just to arouse yourself. I feel like a lot of men, uh, they feel ashamed to go into what seems more a feminine energy, to uh, go into self-love or to go into breath work or to even touch your masculine body before self-pleasuring is something that's a little uncomfortable for men. And so that's what I work through the layers of, you don't have to be this macho man that can just like lay it down. You can go into your sensuality <laughs> and still be just as masculine as you are. So, so guys come to you and they say, help me, help me, help me get into this. <laughs> <laughs> well, not so much like that, but yes. <laughs> and you're like, okay, come and sit on the couch and you carry them through that. Uh, well, most of my client sessions are virtual or via the phone, which is great. So wherever you are in the world, I can service you. Uh, but even for an in-person or virtual session, we will go into where's your mind at? What do you think of when you are engaging in intimacy or engaging in self-pleasure? And we start there. Then we go into the body. If, for example, a man has premature ejaculation, what is the urge that you're feeling in the body? So how do we fix that breath work and doing kegel exercises and just being more mindful uh, yeah i don't want to give away all my secrets right that's right <laughs> what is premature ejaculation what is that so there's premature ejaculation and then there's delayed ejaculation for a premature ejaculation that's where a man uh reaches his climax much sooner than he wants uh, Men think that they have to reach a climax in a certain amount of time, but it's really based on whenever you feel you've gone too soon. So let's say you want to last 20 minutes in bed, so even with just yourself. So if you're reaching your orgasm five minutes in, that's premature ejaculation. It's different for every man or what his partner would also want. And then delayed ejaculation, just to add, is the opposite, where you are literally, it's just not happening. You are fully aroused, you're fully ready to climax, but you cannot release your wonders. 
So it's like you've gone for an hour, you still mm -hmm. can go. Yeah, and then that's when, you know, the blue balls come in and then you get discouraged and you feel like you're not in your masculine energy. I help with those things. Amazing. Uh, do women want men to go longer or quick? I think they want... It, it depends on each intimate experience. Um, I think women don't necessarily want to have sex for hours and hours and hours, but they also need a little time, generally about 15 to 20 minutes, uh, because we take time to build up our energy, our <laughs> juices, so to speak. So uh, Why are you so slow? You know, we like to savor the experience. <laughs> Let it brew. Oh, it's like smoking a joint. <laughs> No. <laughs> yes, more like, more like when you're brewing a stew or preparing tea, letting yeah. it simmer, building it slowly, and then pow, it's like fireworks. Okay, let me calm down. Yeah, calm down. I get Drink excited about this stuff. So but how did you come to know all this? So for me... Um, a lot of it was personal experience. I used to be very active in my sex life. I've been with my partner for 10 years. And you say partner with a man or a woman? Man, my, oh. my male well, that's partner. that's not a partner, that's your boyfriend. What no? Boyfriend. Yeah, don't say partner. <laughs> I think woman. Oh, well my, my, my boyfriend, boy. yeah. um, we've been together for 10 years and in the beginning we had great sex life. And then I had a head injury, which changed the game for me. And upon that head injury, my sex drive just plummeted. Mm -hmm. And so literally, it was like we were virgins all over again, celibate. And I had to go through how can I get myself back into a place of being a sexual human being. And so you got to the point was, where you didn't want to have it at all once the trauma happened? I Yeah, my body just did not desire sex it didn't want sex and sex was extremely painful for me oh. which is called dyspareunia for women um and so we just wouldn't and so going into self-pleasure and discovering the right toys and the right lubricants and taking my time <laughs> and also just not putting pressure on myself to be who i was before allowed me to discover this new me and that's what inspired me to service other women and it turned into me helping men because more so I'm sharing a lot here I'm a body <laughs> expressive woman so I have an OnlyFans and many of my men surprisingly there started to reach out uh, wanting services and so I started to get certified and learned education for men how to service men also. Were you surprised by that? I was extremely surprised and I appreciated it also because it let me know that men uh, at that space weren't just essentially visually adorning me, which is fine, but for them to feel comfortable enough to reach out to me, and this is like, you know, many men started reaching out to me asking for help. So that let me know there's, there's some purpose and meaning in this. Let me step into it. So when you lost your sex drive, how did your boyfriend deal with that? Oh, it was tough. Um, he was very understanding. Um, but it was a very tough time. And uh, it was hard for him because he didn't want to cause pain to me. Right. And it was painful. So it, those were some tough years for sure. Why was it so important to you to get the stage drive back? Why was that important to you? Because I felt like 
this piece of my life is holding me back from the greater part of my life, my overall happiness. When you release an orgasm, when you can experience pleasure, that having an orgasm can carry not just in the moment, but for your entire day, if you allow it. <laughs> so I realized I want to feel good more in my day and in my life. And um, I also realized I'm a nude model. I share my sensuality so much, but I don't experience it for myself. So I said, no, 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 honey, you better take it back. <laughs> So you're a new model? Mm. So you take off your clothes? I, I would take them off right now if I could, but take them off. <laughs> I don't think your audience will. No, they don't mind. Okay My audience will not mind. Oh. Take them off. See? Oh, really? I could take my clothes yeah. off? Yeah. Um, <laughs> did I see somebody shaking their head saying no? <laughs> really? You said no? You're it's, screwed. It's okay. You're from the old school. <laughs> but you, how, how did you get into that? So uh, I was a figure skater growing up, uh -huh. and um, I transitioned into modeling, and it just, I never wanted to keep my clothes on. So I started, <laughs> I realized, oh, nude modeling is a profession. And I got deep into artistic nude modeling at first, and then now I go all the way into erotic nude modeling. I love it. It's, it's a great passion of mine. Really? What, what, what do you like about it? Personally, what I love most about it is that it's the one like thing of me that I have power over in my life, and I know it's so taboo, and there's so much around oh my gosh, nudity and the body, and blah blah blah. But my body is mine, and if I want to take my clothes off, I should have the right to do that. And so, to be in safe spaces with professionals where I can do that, and I can just feel my energy, my aura, and see this beautiful work created after or very enticing work, yeah. I love Amazing. that. So are you comfortable enough, not that I need you to do it today, but are you comfortable enough so if your fans say, hey, I love your new body, take it off. Are you comfortable enough to just take it off right then and there? Or do you have to be in like a private place? It just depends. Like if I was at a nude resort, I'd be running around butt naked. Uh, <laughs> it, it's all about like honor and intention for me. So that's why I do have my OnlyFans space right. and I, it's a no judgment zone have to be at 18 and up um and it's all about just not sexualizing the body as much like of course that's going to happen yeah. but just being comfortable seeing a nude body letting a woman be nude without uh viewing her in a degrading way like i'm still just as intelligent and beautiful and purposeful with my clothes on or off and that's amazing yeah when you first start to do it did you feel a sense of embarrassment or shame that's the, the first time thing. you did it mm -mm. Uh, even to the first time I took my clothes off for a nude shoot, it just felt more natural than having the clothes on. Really? Yeah. I, I even, I love seeing other nude models. I, it's just something about the bare body that is so stunning to me. Wow. And I think it's helped with, um, also my own self-worth and self-confidence as strange as that may sound to people because if I have a stretch mark, if I have acne, like I accept myself more because I'm used to seeing myself naked more. Whereas when you wear those layers all the time, you're more uncomfortable. I feel like seeing yourself naked or seeing others naked. That's amazing. And so does your boyfriend have an issue with that at all? No. Nope. Is he okay with other guys looking at your new body? As long as I feel safe and I'm respected during the shoot, he's totally fine with it. He's even the type to... Uh, 
he'll come to some of my shoots and he'll say, you can't, you need to change the angle. Like, get more, open the, go this way more. So really? he's super supportive, but he's also in this industry. He's a videographer and director. So it oh, definitely helps to yeah. have And you, are you ever approach doing your martyrs program or thing? Do, you, do guys want to have sex with you? They approach you for sex? Fortunately, thus far, I haven't had to deal with a request like that for a cl from a client. Right. Um, I have had a couple questions like that at my OnlyFans, but that's why I do my strongest part to not lead anybody on. I'm here to just share my body expressiveness, <laughs> and if you want to partake in it, you can come to this space. If you want to <laughs> have fun with me later for yourself, you can, but um, it stays in that place. But you now, if it was a woman... I'm waiting to find my lady lover, but really? haven't found her yet. You're just there to express yourself. Yeah, I'm just express there to express yourself. Express yourself. That's right. So women watch your body, uh, look at your new pictures as well? Yes, I definitely have a more male-based audience, right. but it's always so refreshing to have um, an open-minded woman come and explore with me and support me. Why is that? Because, uh, you know... Us women, sometimes we can be our own critics to each other, um, and that's usually because we have a fear for ourselves. If a woman is judging me for being confident in my nudity, and I'm really not affecting anybody else besides myself, it's showing that there's a little bit of a, a, a blockage or brokenness within her spirit. And so it's so awesome when I meet women that are just carefree, and they're like, you go, girl, you do your thing, because that lets me know that they're living in their confidence as well. That's amazing. Yeah. And how long have you been doing both the uh, independence, mm -hmm. and the self-love, and the new stuff? How long have you been doing all this? So I've been a model, oh, you're making me tell my age. <laughs> oh, you look so young. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I'll be turning 30 in a week. Really? Yeah. That don't crack. <laughs> That's right, especially when you're mixed with a lot of things. I'm telling you, I read that. you mixed with everything. Yeah. And then some. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, what was your question? How long have you been doing all these things? Oh, right. So the modeling, I've done that for almost 15 years. Wow. Um, and the coaching is now going on solidly two years. Um, I really stepped into it in the first year that I moved out of here to California, so it would be three years. But. Right on. This is what you were created to do by God? You know, I truly feel so, yes. Really? Um, I've tried to step into other things. I've let even certain religious groups um, influence me. And nothing wrong with it, but it, you know, certain lifestyles I've just started to see are not for me. This is me. Um, and so I'm trying my best to always uh, showcase myself in the most honoring way, but also in my sensual, confident, free-flowing way also. Are you a Christian? I, at this point, would label myself spiritual with Christian upbringing and Buddhist values. Oh, amazing. Confusing. That's mind-blowing. <laughs> <laughs> In your, on your YouTube uh, uh, channel there, you talk about your upbringing, spirituality, and being mixed race. Yes, multicultural. Uh, when I read what you, the mixed race part of it, I don't understand it. You said on your YouTube that you are Japanese. Hi. You're black. Yes. You're English. Mm. 
and your three tribes of Native Americans. Well, that has since been corrected. Um, some of that was just thoughts from the family. I am only one tribe. It is Choctaw. And yeah. I discovered that my um, African-American ancestry is primarily from Nigeria. So. Whoa. Ooh. That's a, what a mess. I really want to try some good Nigerian food now. Oh, you do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so are you confused about who you really are because of all this mischief? No. Um, I've been blessed to really always just embrace everything that I am. Uh, I will say I was raised more so with my Japanese values, um, my my mother and my grandma Sachiko, uh, and my stepdad growing up was a Chinese-Japanese man, so I have a lot of that infusement in me, but I have always loved and embraced everything that I am, and I've never had um, any like self-identity issues. I did recently in the past two years um, with things that have been happening in the world. It, it made me question, am I not being involved enough? Am I not supported, supportive enough in this group? Um, sometimes people will come at me, for example. I started trying to get more involved with my black community when things were happening for Black Lives Matter uh, after what happened to George Floyd. And some women would reach out to me and they'd say, you're not black, you don't know our struggles. And I'm like, I, I, I'm, I have, I'm part black, what do you mean, except me? Um, and so that kind of got to me a little bit. Yeah. I felt like um, ostracized, pushed, pushed away. By the blacks. Yeah. Um, and there's been other things that have kind of happened in the past that I don't really want to bring up. But nice. I, I know that I stay true to all that I am and I love all that I am. So. Nice. Yes. So your father was black and your mother was Japanese. No, a little more mixture. Oh. My mother was half Japanese. My mother is half Japanese and black, and my father is black, English, and Native American. My mother also has some Irish in her, but I just claim the English. <laughs> <laughs> I, both of my great grandfathers on both sides were Caucasian men. <laughs> Put really? it that way. Yeah. Whoa. And I love it. They wanted to mix with the cultures and. Yeah. So have you, here I am. Have you dated all races of men? Yes. All I, races. I, uh, my partner, he's actually white and black. Uh, and former partners, I was once engaged to a Pakistani slash she was part Indian also. Man. Wow. That was interesting. I'm um, glad you didn't go down that road. Woo, Lord. Your head will be cut off right now. Oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I would just... <laughs> Yeah, but, um, <laughs> and I've also dated Caucasian men. I went to a private Christian school, so I grew up with a lot of uh, white boys, so. Um, you like white boys? They're cute. <laughs> <laughs> All men are handsome. Do though. you have a preferred race, a preference, of the guys that you've been with? All of them. If if I were to erase my boyfriend like he doesn't exist, right. uh, I want to say no. Uh, just because I feel that's the right way to be, but I do kind of gravitate to Asian men and Caucasian men or mixed men. A so, yeah. Asian, Caucasian, or mixed. Mm -hmm. And why is that? Um, Asian because the upbringing, we have a lot uh, of similarities in that. Right, and um, right. uh, Caucasian men because I'm used to, I grew up with so many of them, I'm, I'm just used to them. And mixed because I'm mixed. So to be with a mixed person, I think that's why my partner and I are so just like destined for each other because his mixture and mine, it's just like the best of both worlds. So amazing. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Oh, uh, interesting. 
you would not be accepted in the black by black women in the black community uh, because they would say you think you're white, you speak well, you have a lot of common sense about yourself. They wouldn't like you for that. Well, and you're not a victim, as far as I can tell. You're not you're not blaming someone else, saying that they'll keep you down. You won't be accepted. How will you deal with that? That's that's been the hardest part um, with all my ethnicities because. Uh, I don't really have those problems when I'm around my Asian culture. They they don't expect me to be full Asian. You can obviously look at me and tell I'm not, right. but they embrace me as being part of or mixed. And I just wish um, something that would change within the African-American community is that one ounce rule now that we are in 2021 for that to go away. Yeah. Like embrace me for being part of and also all that I am, but I don't have to denounce my other races to be accepted in, and it should be okay that I'm mixed, part black, and I am these other things. That's that's something that I would really, really love to see. Um, Does happen. it bother you at all that they won't accept you because of that? Um, Are you moved by that at all? I no, because it's not everybody. I have so many sensational African American women and my women in my life that do accept me as the multicultural person that I am. Right. But I think that's just upbringing. It's just things that have been passed down. So if we just learn to embrace others differently, then hopefully that uh, ostracism will stop happening. Yeah. You know? I'm sure it may be like that in other cultures also, but out of all of my cultures, I do receive the most um, ostracism from my African-American When community. the um, Asian or Japanese community see you, can they tell right away you have Japanese in you? Uh, generally, they can, yeah, especially if they're Japanese. Um, and, of course, when they see my name, they get it. They're like, oh, you're part Japanese. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, so, but I'm never thought of as being fooled. They always say, you, you're part Asian? Like, if I go get a massage or my nails done or something and one of the ladies happen to be Asian, they'll say, oh, you're part, what Asian are you? Like, they're <laughs> trying to figure it out because you're, you're a little different. Yeah. Yeah. You speak the language? Uh, I am learning more and more. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> gozaimasu. I see. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Good job. <laughs> So I got to ask, um, oh, so are you accepted by the white community? No issue at all. See, that's something that's always been interesting for me because I've never um, dealt with any racial tension from, in honesty, from white people growing up or yeah. even recently. Yeah. Again, I'm accepted for being me, mixed, and I, don't, I haven't experienced any problems. Right on. Um, Amazing. Yeah. Did you know that July is White History Month? July? Uh-huh. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. This is the fourth year of celebrating white history in July. And you know why? I started it three years ago. And the reason for it, if you really, really notice, notice July just feels white. Mm. Have you noticed that? Fourth just, of July. Yeah. Which I the, don't celebrate, but yeah. You don't celebrate the fourth of What's wrong with you? Because I honor my native roots. This land was my native people's land. It was taken. So on 4th of July, I chill and I sit out in nature. <laughs> what? Uh, but you are an American, right? You are born here. Yes, I am an American. But this is your country. Yes. Well, why shouldn't you celebrate the 4th of July? Look at all the stuff you're doing. 
It's, it's, if it's, it wasn't for white people, you wouldn't be able to do all the intimacy. You wouldn't be able to do self-love. You wouldn't be modeling nudes. You wouldn't be having an amazing life. See, that's the... Uh, well, I feel that my blessings still are given by the universe and source itself, but uh, that's the, the difficulties of being mixed. You know, you may feel strongly about one and it goes against the other of you. You know, I, I know that on... The 4th of July, many Native American people are feeling uh, pain for their ancestry and what has happened to... Tell them to get over it. No. They need to grow up. But... Where, where are the ancestors now? Of course, everybody passes on, they but did. trauma passes they on. They So move on, you know what I mean? But then, so what if, for example, if another country, let's say... A group of, uh, we'll just say, Italians came over and took over the United States. Then would you feel that same? Would you honor Italian Day? You know, if they made it they better than what it is, if they enhanced it even more so, freedom of speech, and the Constitution, if they enforce what's already there, I would have no problem. But if they try to destroy what's already there and create this false image, then I would have an issue. But by the hands of things like genocide and murder and, and, and trickery to get to do that, stealing. May the not, best man why, win. Why not work to, why, why couldn't we have worked together with May the best people? man win. Mm. Isn't that true? I don't know. This is, I guess we're going to have to agree, disagree on this part. <laughs> <laughs> Which is okay. And how about, so on the 4th of July, you just sit there as though it's not happening? Yeah, this, this past 4th of July, I uh, had a session with a client, and I did meditation out in nature. Is this the first time you've done it this way? No, I've been doing this a couple years now. Um, when I was in high school, I'd go to fireworks and things like that, but I don't even like fireworks. Oh. They stress my dogs out all night. They're <laughs> loud. I feel like I'm in a war zone. They definitely feel like a war zone now. It's too much. Every, yeah, the, the, uh, <laughs> the firecrackers and things, they're like bombs. Yes, they set they the cars like, off all night long. Yeah, they were not like that before. But you will celebrate White History Month. What exactly does, what, what, what are we celebrating? We are celebrating the fact that white men came over here and went through hell under the grace of God, and created the greatest country on this side of heaven, right? And then they created a constitution that allows all of us to be free. They but invited are we really free? white people in it, into the country, and there's no other country that is doing what they're doing here. They died for it. So we are reflecting this much to show appreciation for that. So reflection, vacation time, a time to say thanks. I probably won't celebrate, but I will learn more of history so that I can learn more of what I can do to make the world a better place, to change whatever trauma has been And show down. appreciation for the man who, who founded and built. I show appreciation to my mother and my father <laughs> and source, and I do, leave it at that. Do you smoke, uh, what's that stuff that the Indians smoke? Pie odor or something like that? No, I don't smoke, I don't drink. Really? And you never have? I haven't drank in 10 years, and I stopped smoking two years ago. Nice. What made you decide to stop? Uh, my head injury is definitely what stopped. Uh, I always feel some type of head sensation, head pressure, vertigo. So to get drunk or have liquor in me would probably have me, I'd 
be on the floor. I'd be all over the place. <laughs> no, I just need to not. And um, it's also just I, f I feel like I don't I don't need it. I don't I have a great time if I go out and I don't need to have a drink. It's well, the, no, yeah. the best to enjoy life without it if you can. Yeah. Um, I know you don't want to talk about your mother and all that, but who are you closest to? Are you able to say your mother or your father growing up? Well, my father passed when I was two years old really? uh, from a rare form of lung cancer, unfortunately. So it's just been uh, my mother and I. She's She's been my everything. And like I said, my stepfather growing up was a Chinese-Japanese man. But. Nice. Do you ever think about your father? What was he like? Uh, or kind of wish that you had known him? Yeah, I think about him more and more the older I get. Yeah. Um, when I was younger, I didn't really have a, a missing. Um, my family did such a wonderful job, though, to instill him in me. They'd, they'd always say, I look like him or I act like him. They'd show me pictures, videos. Um, so I, I always, I, I know he's in my heart and that he loved me. But uh, the older I get, like wanting to have children, wanting him to be around for that, and uh, hopefully getting married soon and such things, yeah. I definitely wish. And for my mother, too, I wish that he could be here to spend time with her. Right on. Yeah. Do you know his folks? Uh, yes. Um, I'm not as close with that side of the family because there a lot of people passed away. Um, and so I'm really just close with two of my cousins now. Um, you used to, I read that you used to wear the... Hijab. Hijab. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I can't oh, gosh. <laughs> I Don't come for me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine you wearing it. Why did you do that? I... I am a very interesting person. If I'm going to explore something, I'm going to dive all the way in. And that can be to my detriment or my benefit. Yeah. Um, so when I was curious about exploring faith and I discovered Islam and I fell so in love with the faith initially, I did want to try my best to um, uh, submit to the, uh, I guess, the lifestyle, the way. So I wore hijab for... Two years solid, and then a third year on and off, and then that's when I'm going to get in trouble. I took the hijab off and took my clothes off, too, and they <laughs> stayed off. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't let them know that. They don't like that. Yeah, I, I've received uh, so much. For a chunk of my life, I received so much um, stress from the community, yeah. and it took quite some time. Even sometimes today, some of it still trickle, trickles in, and I just pushed Why it Watch your back. Well, I'm glad you took it off because doesn't it make your hair fall out? I don't know if it does that. <laughs> I do know it was, for me, it just um, blazing hot in the summer. I know, that, you know, some women can handle it, but I, I could not. I, I couldn't commit. And it, it's beyond that. It, it got to like, oh, you're, you know, your wrist is showing. It, it was too, too much, yeah, you know. Too exactly. much I had to worry about to where I couldn't focus on the faith. And so that just... That was it for me. So that's why you stopped? Yeah, because I'm not living for the approval of humans, and I'm not living to be accepted into this community. I was doing this for my faithless source. Um, who knows, if I didn't receive that judgment, maybe I would be in a different place. But I feel, irregardless, my relationship with what I feel is higher power is stronger and greater than ever and growing day by day. So, so is it true to think of you as a Christian? Uh, uh, 
<laughs> it's so hard for me to commit to the word just because Why? I don't feel I need to commit to a label of something. But it's a point. blessing to be a Christian. It's an honor. Oh, yeah. I mean, I will say my you main say source of... proudly. But what I say proudly is that I believe in source and that I am a spiritual being. When you say... What's a spiritual being? A, a being that lives with spirituality in my focus. And where you get that from? From higher power. Who is that? That the unknown greatest energy that there and, is. And who, who, oh, you're who trying is to it? get to a point. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> who is that exactly? That is, uh, that's within me. It's the greatest power that's within me that is also sown in me through source, through God. But I feel like if I, for example, if you say I'm uh, a tennis player or I'm a pianist, whatever it is, besides if you just say, I'd like to play instruments, it's more general. But if as soon as somebody hears, I'm a pianist, they're viewing you in a certain way. Oh, you're this type of person, you do this type of thing, etc., etc. Why do Why do we have to have a label? Even if I choose to read the Bible every day, which I do, my main source of spirituality is through the Bible, why do I have to label that term that us humans have Because created? it identifies who your father is. But why do I need to identify that to you or to another human if I know in my heart? Because you are a witness to him. But I am a witness to him. Not when you say, oh, I'm spiritual, and I got this high power. I agree with why that. Why don't you say I'm a Christian and God is my father? I can agree with that in the sense of if you're kind of just like, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know how to explain it. Like, um, if you love God. If you have a, a strong backing and you know who you are and you're not just saying, you know, I, I worship the trees in the forest, right. which no judgment to anybody, but I do feel my energy is derived from a specific source. There is the shaitan, which is essentially negative energy, the devil. There is the greatest level of positive energy, which is from God, from source. Whatever word you want, you can say Allah, you can say Jehovah, you can say y Yahweh. It's all the same But there's creator. only one. Right. They're That's all God. Right. <laughs> Do you, um, um, you know right from wrong, right? Mm -hmm. You know right from wrong. Mm -hmm. And so is it wrong to not just say, hey, I'm a Christian. And if someone don't like it, that's on them. That's their issue and not yours. It's not wrong at all. I, but I feel like I shouldn't have to feel pressured to say something or be somebody but just you, to satisfy the many, the many, or the community. Or, but you're being pressured not to say it. No, I'm not. Because you're concerned about what they would think about you putting you in a box and what they would think about you if you said you are a Christian. So they're still controlling you. Uh huh. And that's I'll drink that's on the, that. That's that's the hard part of being a human. Not really. If you just be yourself. But that's what I'm doing. But, but they're controlling you because if you said you're a Christian, now you, you're concerned about them putting you in the box and what they think about it. Mm -hmm. And that's why I choose apparently to be the rebel. So, oh, that would you do a rebellion? So if, if that's rebellious to not say I am a Christian, then so be it. I don't feel I need to say that. Is there, is there just one truth or does everyone have their own truth? I feel that that is up for us to figure out. What do you think? I feel that whether you are a Muslim or whether you are a Christian or you're a spiritual being, if you are living 
in the fruits of the spirit, if you are living in greater energy, if you are doing good for this world, then we're all servicing in the same way and it will be recognized in the same way. I don't uh, believe if my, for example, when certain communities would say to me, oh, you're, you're going to hell if you're not this, or your parents are already in hell because they weren't this. I, that, that's wild to me. How, you don't have that jurisdiction to make those statements. Amazing. So. Where do you get your values from? I get my values from uh, definitely, uh, and yeah, it does go a lot back into Christianity, but I, I do not attach to the label of it. Um, I get my values from my upbringing, from my mother, from my grandma Sachiko, from um, uh, just even the society and structure that I was in growing up. I always learned to be an honest person, to be a persevering person. Uh, I give life my all. Um, definitely, I'm not. I'm a person that takes life by the reins and I go for it um, so uh, and definitely to always be kind so your values don't come from God of course they do yeah which ones come from God um, my peace my love for life my love for humans no matter what journey label they are uh, definitely um, Patience, kindness, all of those things. Those are the values that come from source. Yeah. You have patience? Oh, yeah. You do. Would I you... feel like I'm patient in this conversation. <laughs> would your boyfriend say that you have patience? He would, he would definitely say I have patience. And he would say that I am uh, relentless to, um, to stagnation, though. I, w I will not back down. If there's something that you can do to be greater than and you you uh, want to share space with me, I will always challenge you to meet that part of you and myself. How does he deal with you when the hell comes out of you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Uh, well, he's an Aries and I'm a Cancer, so we're just yin to each other's yang, and at this point, we just take a chill pill. We used to have <laughs> volatile fights, yeah. like, ah. Yeah. And now we're, we're just like, okay, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Amazing. Just having a moment. So, because of time, but I want to ask you about this derealization, depersonalization, trippy, and uh, disorder. Yes. Derealization slash depersonalization disorder. What is that exactly? So, that is um, a sensation that the brain goes through when it experiences so much trauma to where it needs to literally like step outside of itself. So, for example, the, uh, the imagery that I use is, imagine you see like a globe shaker, you know, those little globe shakers that oh, yeah, shake up with the snow and there, stuff. Yeah. So imagine you're in the globe shaker, but like you can see yourself outside of it. So it's like I'm coherent and, um, and I haven't really had any episodes lately, but I'm coherent, we're talking, but I feel like I'm not really present. I feel like I'm just kind of like, uh, oh, well, innately able to say these words. Uh, I'm not fully coherent. That's what deep realization is. You can feel like you're just not fully in yourself like wow. you were. And all that is, is your brain having a defense response to stress or trauma. So for example, I didn't feel this until the head injury. 
And all of that, that uh, stress on the brain has caused me to go into that fight or flight response, which turned into derealization or depersonalization. So how you get out of that, just to add the positivity, is going more into being present. So creating a schedule for yourself, trying to wake up at a certain time every day, physical activity, definitely. Even getting back into your intimacy is going to help you create different chemicals that are going to take you out of that derealized state. Amazing. Mm -hmm. And does it come back at some point? It goes and come? For me, it generally comes around the time of my period because that's when my symptoms are flaring the most. Um, and like even now, for example, these lights kind of have me feeling a little spacey. Oh. But I've learned to understand it's just a feeling. Right. Just ride with it. It essentially makes me a superhuman because nobody else is feeling this. <laughs> yeah. So I just feel like, whatever, let it be your power in the moment. And so you said that it normally comes during the time of your period? Oh. <laughs> Did you have your period already this month? <laughs> Uh, no, I'm having it on the 13th. Oh, not today. Good luck to me and everybody around me. I'm telling you. So we don't have to be concerned about your period coming right now? No. Oh, good. You're safe. All right. I'll be able to make it out the door. <laughs> <laughs> Are you telling you, uh, uh, oh, how did the concussion happen again? I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. How did the head trauma happen? So uh, around the time that I got the head injury, I was going through anorexia. I uh, was not able to eat properly, and I was fainting all the time. So within a one-month span, two-month span, I fainted and hit my head three times, like heavy hits. Um, and on the third hit to the head, uh, which came from I got my wisdom teeth removed, was prescribed Vicodin. The Vicodin was too strong for my malnourished body, so I fainted, hit my head, got a concussion. The concussion didn't heal, turned into post-concussion syndrome. And Whoa. sometimes the symptoms uh, don't go away. Most of the time they do. Um, but when they don't go away, you are somebody like me who has l persistent post-concussion syndrome. And it can be slightly damaged to some of the nerves in my brain, which that seems to be part of it. But it also can be things like some of your skeletal alignment. So that's where um, I will continue to explore holistic remedies like chiropractic care and uh, acupressure yeah. and things like that. What a mess. It's a mess. I can't drive. You can't drive? I don't drive. Because of that? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just too what much. What caused you to develop this eating uh, issue? Uh, so, wow, I love it. We are really just going all into it. I love it. Uh, <laughs> um, so when I was a figure skater, I, that was my life. Like you would have just all in. And, um, I got a, I broke my tail, my sacrilic bone and got my hips out of alignment. So I couldn't train for a six month time period. And that's when I discovered that my body reacts to stress by not eating. Right. And I didn't realize that I was withering away and by then once you unfortunately get into the syndrome you're in it and it was escalating for years i'd gain the weight back i'd lose it and then i was very stressed around the time the head injury came on i was uh 20 years old just getting you know trying to be a young woman very right. stressed boyfriend stressing me i'm stressful um and i could not eat and then i just kept fainting it was and so you, when you would look in the mirror, you lost a lot of weight and stuff, right, as mm -hmm. a result. When you would look in the mirror, would you see a skinny person or a fat person? I See, I never had the issue of thinking that I was fat. So it, it was truly just stress-induced, and it got to a point where I just couldn't. 
get my stress together to keep food down. Oh, I, I was so used to not right. having food, so eating, I would just regurgitate it back out. But when I look at myself, I probably honestly wasn't even really looking at myself during the time. I was just trying to go to work and do things because it took a girl um, in my figure skating club to she called me out in front of everybody and she said do you realize like you're like anorexic and i'm like anorexic what are you talking about and that was like the day unfortunately nice. she called me out in front of everybody but that's when i realized like oh i have a problem and that's when uh, the yeah the realization came so your mother had not warned you that you were Becoming anorexic. She would say, you know, you're getting skinny. But at the time, I was in and out of the house so much, she barely could catch me. Right. So, and, you know, it really only takes a few months to drop weight. And so, she, you know, by the time she really could catch me, it was too far gone at that point. Do you have brothers and sisters? I uh, have one older sister. Um, she's in her early 40s. Really? Oh, she old. No, she's not. She's thriving. <laughs> Does she like you? Yes. She's not jealous of you? No. My sister, uh, we, weren't, we didn't get to grow up together because uh, we have different dads. Right. But um, she's always been a, uh, she, called, she would call me shrimp when I was little. Um, so we've always had a good relationship. Amazing. Do you have anger? No. You have no anger? I mean, of course, sometimes I get angry. More so, I'm just a I'm a person that likes to be kind of like perfectionist. That's my that's my sticky. Yeah, I can imagine that about you. Yeah, and so it's more so that I uh, get disappointed in myself. I can be a very harsh critic of myself. Right. I can be very forgiving to others, which is what allows me to be a coach, of course. But for myself, I will run at myself in my head, you know, I will go at myself, but anger is something that I, it takes a lot to get me to where I'm like. Oh, it takes a lot? Yeah. Could I piss you off right now if I tried? You could try. You think I can do it? I'm cool like a cat. No, I can piss you off. <laughs> I can piss you off, man. <laughs> I, gotta I have ask. too much God in me. There you go. <laughs> is it possible to be a daughter of God and have anger? I think so, because we're human, and it is as long as you go back to God and you pray, you ask for that wisdom, you understand that this isn't a feeling that is given to you by God, this is given to you by worldly stress, this is given to you by negative energy, uh, then you will always have more power over the anger. Is it possible to be a daughter of God and have anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts, and all those things? <sighs> it, it, it is because, again, we're human, so sometimes those feelings will, will come up. But if you have true source within you, you will always find the way to rise above that because you will know, again, anxiety is not something that God gives to me, that source puts into me. God is full of strength, certainty, yeah. uh, you know, support, all of it. Uh, so anxiety, stress suicidal thoughts, depression, that's just, that's something trying to weaken you from being in your godly nature. But I do want you to know, if you are a son or daughter of God, it's impossible to be angry, suicidal thoughts, depression, as I, you can't have it. You take all that away because that's of Satan, 
and he takes Satan's identity away from you and gives you his identity, which is perfect love. And in perfect love, those things are impossible. I absolutely agree. But the thing is, we are in a, a spirit and a human body, so sometimes that human element. But I know can the human body is just a body that you live in. You are a spirit. Right. In the body, right? So that's so why I, if you always have that source in you, you will always overpower that energy. Correct me if you think I'm wrong. I say that women don't have love. They only have hate. Why do you think that? Am I wrong? I think you're wrong. Why? I think women um, possess so much love, but we're misunderstood and we're not <laughs> appreciated in maybe the ways that we should be most Where do of the they time? get that love from that they have so much of? Uh, I really feel honestly like it's innately. It's just a part of our feminine energy to be a being of love. We, Amazing. we are creatures that want to serve, that want to provide, that want to give love. Is it possible, I knew the answer already, but I'm asking you, mm -hmm. is it possible that because Satan is the woman's God, she has this ego in her, which is of anger and judgment, insecurity, all that. And in that, it feels like love, but it's really hate. Because you notice that a woman's love destroys, destroys the children, the husband, the cat, the dog, the grass, the paint on the house. You become drug addicts and, and thieves and gang members because of the woman's love. Have you noticed that? Why do you think that? Have you? <laughs> do you need a coaching session? <laughs> Have you noticed, if you paid attention, you would notice that every guy or girl that receives a mama's love, it destroys them. I They have no disagree. peace on earth. I, I think that, unfortunately, the ways of the world got a hold, and they didn't allow that love that their mother gave them to be the greater force. But have you paid attention enough to see that anyone that received the mama's love is destroyed, but anyone that received the father's love, you know, so given life? So what is our purpose of, as so you're saying that what women bring, what do we bring to the table? What is the our... baby. So we're just here to give babies. What well, more than that, to wash dishes and cook. Oh, we're here to give babies, wash dishes and, and clean cook. and stay pregnant in the kitchen. Oh, oh, I forgot. And barefoot. Barefoot. Okay. I, you know. Am I wrong? You seem to be convicted in your belief, so <laughs> I, I don't even. I Am I wrong? You, you can't prove me wrong. If, if I was only here to provide babies and cook and clean, I would feel that is such a, <laughs> that is, it's hysterical, honestly. Why? That's all I can say. It's, it's a noble thing for a woman to watch over the man's children. Absolutely, While he's yeah. away and raise decent children. But uh, that's where I feel it should be the union. My partner and I were literally just talking about this, how I... Uh, I will always be a woman that wants to contribute. I don't think I, I, I have to sit um, sit, and he just takes but care of me. But you are contributing. You're watching over his kids. You're keeping his house clean. Absolutely. You're cooking his meals. You're uh, going to the grocery store. But those are just the human obligations. Still, right. my value as a woman should be greater and deeper than that. But that is the greatest value. Because otherwise I can look at a man and say, well, all you're here to do is... Uh, Financially take care of me. Right. I really don't need Make you for babies sex. Through you. Um, pardon? Make babies through you. If I so desire for <laughs> them. So it's like it goes both ways. So but we have ask. to bring something greater than just that to each other. What else? I mean, 
if you got to admit that the love comes from God through Christ, right? Through the man, through the woman, through the children. But the love that comes from below with the woman, it destroys. And the love that comes from above to give life. You got to admit that being a Christian. No, because I don't feel that a woman's love can destroy. I think a woman's love helps to solidify and strengthen. And But you never see where the woman's love done that. I, I have. No, You've never seen it. I guarantee you. I have. And do you agree with me that the order of God is man and God in Christ, Christ and man, man over woman and woman over children? I don't, I don't dispute that thought. And a lot of women, a lot of feminist women would probably be very angry at me. How do you, so that you think a man holds rank over you? I don't think a man holds rank over me, but I, um, you know, with the way, uh, the ways of this world, I essentially, the main thing I always tell my partner is what I need from you is protection and security. Pretty much everything else I can provide for myself. I can take care of myself. If you got so. married, would you forget about all the ego, career stuff, and become a wife and a mother and stay home and raise your I would definitely juggle both. And but that's what he both. loves about me. Tell him that you can't do both. Yes. I mean, when you're raising the babies, of course, but that's why I always try to ha strive to have a way of having passive income, for example, where I'm so always bringing in revenue, even if I'm not physically doing the You work. don't believe your husband will be able to take care of you the reason you need to work as a no, wife? No, I just, I, maybe I have a little bit more masculinity in me. I don't know, but Could I... Could it be more ego? No. I just, I, I know I'm here for purpose, and so I want right. to live in my purpose. Did the woman come from the man? If we go off of the Adam and Eve story, yeah. Then, you know, I came from his rib and all of that. And but, so, and so, but that doesn't mean I can't have my own mind and that I can't do what I want to do with my life. And I can be a mother and I can work. And uh, that's just where it's it, up to me and my But that's just all ego, right? Women jealous of men. Why would we be jealous of men? Because you want to go out and work and, and pretend to be a man. I think that's allowing a woman to have her own choice of who she wants to be in life. Really? Yeah. I, I don't think that if you want to be a stay-at-home mother or you want to be a woman in the workforce, I don't think any either or is better or uh, less important than the other. It's just your choice. So, uh, and we're still running out of time, but i got to ask this. That's okay. Um, a quick answer to this. If lesbians, lesbians and homos... <laughs> <laughs> you make it, I might need a drink. I haven't drank in 10 years. <laughs> this conversation has been so intense. <laughs> oh, God. If Ooh. lesbians and homosexuals came to you and they wanted to be taught in, in, intimacy. Intimacy. Intimacy and soul love and all that, would you teach them too? Why not? What? Uh, My, I was practically raised by the gay community. I have so much love for the gay community. I'm so I am sorry to, to hear that. And support and service. Why were you raised by them and not your family? Uh, I'm meaning in the, uh, in the figure skating world and the dance oh, world. Oh, they're in that world, huh? Yes, there's, there's, yes. And when you, before you accepted it, when you would look at it, when you would see it, did you know something wrong with it? You didn't know quite what it was, but you knew something what wrong. What is it? Lesbians and homosexuals. But why do you view them as an it? They're just. I mean, no, the lifestyle yeah. itself. When you saw that spirit in them, did you know something was wrong with it as a little girl when you first saw it? Like, mommy, why that man acting like a girl? 
Absolutely not. I wasn't bothered. I've noticed a lot I of... I felt age. loved and I felt um, comforted by many from the LGBTQ community as a little girl, by my coaches and uh, friends. Oh, amazing. I will support and ride for the LGBTQ All community. All the way. All the way. Amazing. That you, might actually get me to the point of being angry. Even the radical ones? What like, is radical? Like fat, the fat, black, radical, black lives matter girls. <laughs> A bunch of fat, black, radical, let's, let's be honest. Would you support that too? I, I support any human being that is of good energy. And even if you're not of good energy, I support you in reaching it. I will pray Are they you. of good energy? Is what of good energy? The fat, black, radical, lesbian, black, light, matter. I've never even, I don't even know what you're talking about. So I can't connect into this part that <laughs> you're speaking on. I can't even hone in. Uh, so I got to ask this. Uh, on your only fa fan page, mm. um, you have a judgment-free zone. What does that mean? Judgment-free means that you cannot... Um, and I don't know if I'm, I know you're supposed to be the questioner for me, but I don't know if I can challenge you. Absolutely. Some of your... Have your way. Thank you. No, no, no. Arigato. If I should dish it, I can take it. I feel um, some of your mindset is a little, is definitely judgmental, would be very uh, offensive, would hurt a person to hear some of the things that you say. Like what, for example? Like what you've just mentioned about the gay community and what about did I say? black lesbian women. Oh. Um, uh, so, I don't but, know, maybe a challenge to you on that part, but judgment-free zone, yes, to have openness to not, um, to, to accept me as I am and to uh, be open-minded at my space, to respect me and not judge me for my expression. Um, so does that mean you want to develop a no-shame zone? Just anything um, you want to do is fine? No, it's not about having no shame because I am the uh, decider of my own ethics and morale and I definitely stick to them. Um, like for example, uh, a man asked me to make a video of myself urinating. That's something that I will not do. I don't blame that gross. Um, so it, it, I, I definitely have my own ethics that I will stand by. So it's not about not having no shame. I don't allow it to go to that because I stand, stand and stay true to what and who I am. Should he be ashamed for asking you to urinate in a cup? He, should, he has a very open mind. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, we all have you our, be ashamed our things. Some things you just should be ashamed of, right? <laughs> I think uh, some things um, we need to reflect on as to why we are thinking that, maybe. But So when he asked you, you're in the inner cup. Did you say to yourself, you know, you should be ashamed of yourself. Now, there's a limit to everything. I, I, if I'm being completely honest, yeah. I, I almost, I'd, sometimes I get so wrapped into it. At first I was like, okay, and then, I, no. This is nuts. I, t I take it back. I change. No, I will not. <laughs> I will not do this one. <laughs> Where does judgment come from? You say that you feel like I'm judging. Where does judgment come from? Judgment comes from humans, one, and it comes from those conditionments that we place ourselves in, those categories. And when we see something that is outside of that, that is unfamiliar, unnormal, and we want to change that. And so then we judge it. Instead of just you're different, I'm different, I'll let you be who you want to be. If you're not bringing harm to yourself or harm to me, then why judge? 
do you think that we as human beings should accept each other as we are? As they are. I think that we should respect each other for who we are. But not accept it. Um, and I think that when it comes to accepting, that's where you let go and let God. Because God doesn't accept us as we are. Well, Have so you then if, if you believe your God would not accept X, Y, and Z, then you still leave that between God and that human. That shouldn't be on you too. Do you believe that God accepts you as you are? Or does it require you to repent, to change before he would take you in? I think God is always working in my life. And any areas that I can be better in and improve, God, God will reach me sooner but than later. But he does ask you to change before he would take you in, right? God, God, I'm, I'm already You said you must be born again, right? <laughs> uh, that's off of your belief. No, I'm asking you, yeah. does the Bible say that? Right, that's off of your belief. But does the Bible say that? The Bible says that, yes. Right. And so he doesn't accept us as we are. You can't be a fat, radical lesbian or a radical homosexual to enter the kingdom, right? Why, why can't you be? Because he doesn't what, accept what, that. What, what would allow you to enter that? Another person can't enter. We must repent. We all so enter, what, do you believe we're all in a fallen state until we repent? I believe that we are in a fallen state even upon repenting because we will always be going through the battles of good and bad, right and wrong. Where did you get that from? Myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> so one last thing about that. You know the woman, uh, Lori, Lori Lightfoot? No. She is the mayor of Chicago? Nope. You never heard of her? Uh, I mean, I might have seen her on TV. She's, I don't know about And it. she said this. I'm not making it up. She admitted that she's a lesbian. Okay. And she brought her a husband or whatever, another white woman, mm-hmm. to the inauguration with her. Okay. And Laura Lightfoot is fat, black, and radical with a fro. So? What does that mean? No problem with that. Who cares? Amazing. I got to heat this up. I got to put you on the hot seat. Okay. Yeah, I feel like you already have. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to answer these questions as quickly as possible. Sure. Okay. The hot Did you vote for Joe Biden? I didn't vote at all. Do you prefer alpha males or beta males? I don't know. Is the earth flat? No. <laughs> Did you celebrate Juneteenth? I I honored and respected what that day was, yes. Do you support social media censorship? Within certain, in a, in a, in a certain way. If That's he- a whole other subject. If heaven exists, will you go there when you die? No. Based on my belief, I feel that this earth will be reincarnated into a beautiful place that it was supposed to be originally, and I will bask here again. Ooh, watch out world. Who have more privilege, black people or gay people? Nobody. Do you love the great white hope? What is that? Donald Trump. Oh, (laughs) Donald. (laughs) Oh, good luck, Donald. Do you love the great white hope? I pray for the great white hope. Do you love him? Prayer. I love everybody. Do you love the great white hope? I love everybody, so I love the great white hope, and I 
pray for the great white hope. Do you know that I call him, I named him the great white hope. Why? He's the greatest president we ever had. Okay. Isn't that amazing? Wow. Doesn't that name fit him now that you can put the two together? No. Uh, what is the most, <laughs> <laughs> what is the most reliable news source? My mother. <laughs> <laughs> Do you love white people? I love white people. What is a man? Huh? What is a man? What is a man? Interesting. Interesting? An interesting species. And what is love? Me in this conversation. <laughs> Did you have fun? Hi. <laughs> Did you have fun? See. Si. You had fun? Yes. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. What did you think about the conversation we just had? I did not expect this. You are an interesting person. <laughs> and in, you are a man, so that's why you're interesting. In what way? <laughs> I, um, you know, I can respect that you stay true to your beliefs also. I think you maybe challenge a little too much, but I'm glad that I think the way I think and I am who I am. Right so on. I'm glad that we could share this space together in the way that we did. Well, thank you for coming. It was an amazing conversation. Yes! <laughs> Parables! <laughs> Tell the folks how they can get to you, your, Ooh, your website, your whatever you want to promote. My flight waist. That's right. I, again, am Fatima Kojima. You can follow me on Instagram at Fatima Kojima, and there you can find all my links in the description box or YouTube.com slash Fatima Kojima. Hi! <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in. I absolutely appreciate it. Don't forget to hit the like button, ring the bell, uh, follow, tweet, subscribe, uh, tell everybody and their mama. Get the Patreon link there on the Fall Estate. And thank you for your support. Yep. Have a good Yes. So are we going to go have a push-up challenge now? Oh, yeah. Next time on the Fallen State. Are you married? Uh, I'm divorced. Most men don't know about the marital laws, about the things that happen until it's too late. The testing that women do, and it's almost to the point of harassment and terrorism. Should a man seek pleasure? Most of my sex is for sport. What the? We're not going back to traditionalism anytime soon. You'd have to have World War III. The Christians need to be ashamed of themselves. Some of these black churches are most of the toxic places. You see the debauchery, you see the hypocrisy, you see all the monkey simps. Some guys are embarrassed to go to the movies by themselves they're afraid to do anything by themselves perfect peace or pleasure peace is important but uh you know you also need a peace if you know <laughs> what i mean what the <laughs> <laughs>watching the fallen state we need your continued support donate to my non-profit here subscribe and like the videos here and tell everybody and their mama about the show
That was fun. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> that was thrilling. She wanted to snap with me. Yeah. Wow, that was real long. Do they always go like this? No. Some do, but this went longer. Oh. That was really fun, though. Good. Yeah, you handled it very well. Thank you. You are a, a tough questioner. I thought it was all going to... What's your favorite color? Where do you like to go in California? Uh. <laughs> I wasn't ready. Uh, no, uh.